Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. If you like to try before you buy, I have some exciting news for you. You can now get an exclusive extract from my new book, Style. All you have to do is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book and enter your details to get a free sample of what's inside. So if you're intrigued to learn more about how your style is the foundation of everything you create at home, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book for your free exclusive sample. Hello everyone, welcome back to Imprint. It's so good to be with you today and I'm really looking forward to sharing today's episode with you, which is all about the 10 ways I've simplified my life. Now, as I started to write these down, I thought I don't want this to be a self-indulgent exercise that is positioning me as some kind of, you know, I've done all these amazing things. Look at how good I am. I, it's not about that at all. Instead, it's about helping you to think about ways that you can simplify your life. So I'm hoping that with this episode, it might help you reconsider some of the things that you're doing. Some of them you might've considered before, but are not sure how you can integrate it into your life. Others, you might not have even given it consideration. So I hope that you find something within this episode that really helps you to get back to basics, get back your time as well, and, and really your energy, because that is one of the big things that I found by simplifying my life is that life is just so much easier. There are less decisions to make. There is just more clarity all around. So I hope that this helps you and um, I'm just going to get straight into it. So the first thing, one of the first big, big things that I did in my life to simplify it was a long time ago. And I'm talking about 20 years ago now. And that was to not have a television. So we have not had a television for more than 20 years. And at the time, that was definitely not common. Now, increasingly, I think people don't always have TVs because people perhaps use screens for watching TVs or Netflix or shows or whatever. But 20 years ago, that was actually quite a big thing. And the reason that we did it was at the time we, my husband and I, we were, we weren't married at the time. We were living in London in a share house and they didn't have a TV and we would just sit around and chat. And London had so much to explore that we didn't want to just be sitting around watching TV when there were things that we could do. We could go out to the theater. We could go to restaurants. We could go to galleries that had late night openings. There were so many things. And we kind of felt like, you know, a kid in a candy shop that there was just so much. And we wanted to make the most of our time while we were in London. It was very expensive to live there, especially when we were kind of in our 
you know, twenties and we didn't have a lot of money. We were just kind of starting out. And so we just really wanted to make the most of our experience there. And it was something that we made a conscious decision not to have when we returned to Australia. And it is something that I have not ever regretted for a minute. To be honest, I don't even know how people have the time to watch television. My parents watch a lot of television and I know other people in my family and friends and so on. But I just, I love not having it because I just find that television creates so much noise and it creates so much like hyped up energy that I just don't want to have in my life. So if you have ever considered not having a television, I would say go for it. Um, at the very least, try and put your television in a part of your home that is not the center of your home. You really don't want your television to the focal point of your living area because I just feel like that's so much bad energy in so many different ways. You know, it's sort of putting something else at the center and heart of your home. So at the very least, consider that. I know some of you have got partners who love perhaps to watch sport or other things on the television. And so it can be a sticking point for that reason. Well, you know, maybe you have to have a television in that regards. Well, put it somewhere else. It doesn't have to be at the heart of your home. The second thing that, or second way that I have simplified my life is, um, this is a more recent one and I just kind of did a brain dump. So some of them are perhaps a little bit out of order, but is to take social media breaks. And this has been really important for me. I always take a break on weekends. So you won't find me on my phone or my computer or emails or doing any work on weekends. Um, and I don't use Instagram on weekends and I just find that I need to switch off and having that time to switch off and recharge over the weekend and really have that quality time with my family is really important because I, you know, I work during the week. So some of you might be home with your kids all week, all week and, you know, so the, maybe you want to break from your kids on the weekends, whatever it is for you. But for me, having a break from social media on the weekends or at some point in the, during the week is really, really important. And of course, you know, I set time limits and I'm really conscious of that. Um, because I use social media as a work tool, it can be tricky sometimes. So I have to be really strong with myself and, you know, sometimes put the phone in other rooms or other parts of the house. So I'm not kind of in the habit of just picking it up. The other thing is on summer holidays, I always take a break from social media on our summer holidays and that is so I can be completely present. So again, I really encourage you, if you haven't done this, to make sure that you have it part as your weekly rhythm. And I do find that sort of rather than doing it intermittently, but to actually do it as a kind of a habitual thing, it actually becomes easy and it's something that you really look forward to. So again, I really encourage you to think about that if you can. The third thing that I have done, and this is, again, this is like a long time ago, is to simplify the foods that I eat. So it was about 10 years ago, maybe even just a little bit longer than that, that I went on the I quit sugar sort of program. And basically I did it for a six week period and it was really eye opening to do that. Now, when I say six weeks period, I've basically kind of quit sugar ever since then. 
I will be completely honest and there are times where I've fallen back into the trap of eating sugar and often it relates when I've got really big work deadlines and when I've sort of had times of writing my book and I just kind of need that sugar to kind of keep me going or the it is just and I know I'm conscious of doing it, but as soon as I'm over that, I'm like, okay, it's time to kind of get back to eating well again. Um, and it's not all the time that that happens, but there have been a few times over the past 10 years that that's happened. So I sort of think, well, that's kind of acceptable. But um, in general, I just, uh, sugar just not agree with me to the point where I actually think I can really, I mean, you know, I no disrespect, respect I mean I haven't ever been an alcoholic but you know that sort of or had a drug addiction or any of those things but sugar is an addictive substance it really affects me and when I have sugar I really notice that I'm just craving it instantly now my dad has got type um, 2 diabetes and he's you know got sort of health issues as a result of that. So I'm very, very conscious of the impact that sugar has on my health and, you know, my general well-being. And, but even before that, I sort of went into a process of not eating packaged and processed foods because it, kind of around the same time, like you start to realize when you start to look at the ingredients of what's actually in food, I don't want to eat anything that I just can't even pronounce or don't even know what it is. So I eat a very, very simple diet, a very much a whole foods based diet and quitting sugar is a big part of it. I mean, it's in so many things that you wouldn't even think of, even like seaweed crackers, which you might think, oh, that's a healthy food. No, it's got sugar in it. You know, there are so many things that you think are healthy and they're actually just got you know quite a bit of sugar in them so that is something that has really helped me the more um stable i am with my diet the more energy i have the more sustained energy i have over the day and i, I just i'm so much better for it the fourth way that i have simplified my life and this has sort of been a bit more of a recent one probably in the past couple of years is that I don't really drink alcohol. I wouldn't say that I don't drink it at all because there are times like at my book launch, I had a couple of glasses of champagne then. Um, and like, I'm thinking that was now, I don't know, I guess like three or four weeks ago, I might've had sometimes my husband and I, I mean, it sounds lame, but we, we sometimes share like one beer on a Friday night. Um, but that is pretty much it. I mean, occasionally, you know, if we're socializing with friends, I'll have a glass of wine maybe. Um, and I do like a cocktail occasionally, but other than that, I don't drink during the week. Um, I, I don't drink hardly at all. And I find that I can really tell the difference when I do have a drink that I'm kind of a bit more cranky with the kids. I'm a bit more tired the next day. I'm more likely to eat food that I don't want to have, you know, like sugary or, you know, I crave sugary and fatty foods, salty foods of the next day. And even a small amount, even if I have like one glass of wine, I can tell it the next day. I'm not hungover or anything like that. Um, I don't have a problem with drinking, but I just feel I have so much more clarity if I don't drink. So again, if that is something that, you know, you feel that you would like to try, I would highly recommend it, especially during the week. I just think that 
And if you're working or even with, if you're with your children all day, I just find that I just don't want to be angry with them. And I tend to get more angry with my children if I have a drink the night before. So that has really had a big impact on me. So definitely something that I'm glad that I don't do. Number five is to have no screens for the children. Now, this is kind of been a bit of a journey for us. Our eldest son at the moment is 14. When he was younger, we did let him watch things like ABC for Kids a little bit, but we noticed his behavior when he would watch things. And quite frankly, he was a much nicer child. All of our children are much nicer children when they're not watching screens. I just think that that sensory overload is very overwhelming for them. And, um, and I can see it on other children. I can tell the children that watch a lot of screens. I can tell by their behavior. I can tell by the, um, you know, the mannerisms, the sort of way that they behave in a very adult way sometimes, particularly slightly older children. Um, I can, we get feedback all the time from teachers that our children have got a very good attention span and they can dedicate themselves to a, for a long period of time. Typically, and studies show this, that children who watch a lot of screen time, they have problems with attention um, and can also create all sorts of behavioral problems. So I completely understand that some people um, might be a single parent or for various reasons, you know, they have the television or a screen or whatever, you know, as a kind of um, babysitting kind of tool in some ways. And I completely understand that. But I know for us, it really works for our children not to have screens. They probably watch maybe about 10 movies, if that, a year. Um, and like our youngest, he didn't watch any movie at all or any screen time until he was about four, maybe five. Um, and the same with our sort of third daughter. She didn't watch anything for at least three or four years. Um, you know, they didn't even know what it was. Um, we don't let our children play with our phones or play games. Um, even our son, he's 14 and we have only just let him have a phone and we have got lots of rules around that because he's got to show us that we can trust him, no phone in the bedroom, time limits, all of those things. Um, so it's, that has been really important. And I think that our children are, you know, I can see within their behavior that even those occasional times when they watch something or even if they listen to audiobooks too much, they just sometimes they can be really ratty afterwards. And I can just tell that it's just I just really don't believe it's good for them. There's a great book on this uh, Simplicity Parenting by Kim John Payne. And I highly encourage any of you who've got young children to read it. And if you're wanting to explore this idea. Number six in terms of ways I've simplified my life is to say no to commitments on weekends. So when we were living in the city, there were always birthday parties. There were so many different things and so many, you know, birthday parties for children, get togethers for birthdays for adults. There was like 
our social calendar was really full and there just didn't feel like there was really any downtime or certainly not much family time. So that has been one of the blessings of sort of moving to a more kind of rural community, a small uh, country town. And, um, and we just don't have that. But even if, you know, when we do, we're, we're just very careful about what we say yes to because we like to keep our weekends very simple and not have too many activities. Um, generally, Saturdays are projects and chores around the house and Sundays are like a family fun day. We go to the beach or go bike riding or do something together as a family. And I love that. It's just such a beautiful way to connect with everybody. And it's just it really is one of my favorite days of the week. The seventh way that I have simplified my life is relates to my clothing and I've edited my clothing. This was part of my journey of moving from the city to the country and I kind of went through a massive sort of decluttering of my home and my life and my collections and everything. And this is included my wardrobe. And I just found that when I edited everything down to a very simple neutral palette, so basically whites, creams, camel colors, that's pretty much the extent of my palette, sometimes a little bit of khaki. Everything goes with everything. It's easy to um, to get dressed in the morning. I don't have to overthink it. Um, everything is very timeless. So, you know, I'm not updating all the time and it just makes life that much easier to have everything go with everything. Similarly, for number eight, I edited my home, as I said, and I went through and I wanted to be really intentional that everything that we had in our home was there for a reason. And a big part of that was the things that I still loved, you know, after having had them for a number of years were the things that were neutral, they were timeless and they were natural. You know, they were sort of natural materials. And often there's an element of something that is handmade, not necessarily like an obvious handmade, but you can tell that it's being made with love in some capacity. And they're the things that I really love to have in my home. And I always ask myself, will I love it in five years? You know, I really want something to be good quality that it will stand the test of time. And these are the things that I let into my home. And I'm really very much a guardian of my home and what I let in through the front door, because once you let something in, it's very hard to get it out. Number nine is no gifts. So as you can kind of probably guess, we've got a bit of a theme going here. I really like to keep children's birthday parties simple. Again, when we were living in the city, we used to have all sorts of elaborate birthday parties. I remember we had a science birthday party for my son and for one of my daughters, we sort of made butterfly wings with petals. And I mean, it was all fun. And, you know, you know, I, I could enjoy that kind of thing, but we've really simplified it. And to the point that we also say no gifts. Um, we say handmade cards preferred. The reason for that is that we would find that we would get sort of lots of cheap plastic things that would break. Our children would be in tears or they would just kind of be played with a couple of times and then left to kind of collect dust and just take up space in our home. And they really weren't valuable kind of gifts. So I 
instead prefer the experience of children coming over, having a play, sometimes having a sleepover, depending on the age of the children. And we just ask them to make a handmade card and that's much more preferable. It just keeps things much more simple. Similarly for our children, um, we focus on experiences, not gifts. And I'll give you a few examples. Recently, for my teenage son, we actually booked him a flying lesson, which you can do at one of the local airports. It actually is not that expensive. And we thought that it would be a great experience for him. So that is something that we've done. Snorkeling lessons for my daughter. Um, we I also took my son to Sydney and we had a weekend in Sydney together, which was amazing. So really focusing on experiences rather than sort of, you know, gifts that children can very easily get tired of. And the final way that I have simplified my life is to really prioritize sleep. And this is very much, well, actually, this is probably the most important one out of everything. I've really noticed a big difference. I used to work late. I mean, I would often be up till sort of like two o'clock in the morning and now sleep is really important. I notice a huge difference to my energy, my productivity, my clarity, my ability to make decisions, all of those things when I prioritize sleep. And I generally go to bed at nine o'clock um, I'll read till about 9.30, 10 o'clock at the latest and get up at 5.30 and it's all interconnected. You know, it's about this idea of habit stacking, which I'll, you know, I've spoken about previously and I'll probably sort of go into detail another time, but it's this idea um, that if you stack your habits, it just makes them much easier to follow through with. And so that is one of the things that I've done. And it means that I go to bed early, I can get up early, which means I can do my yoga, I can do my meditation, I can write in my journal in the morning, and I start the day on a good foot. And if you do anything, I would really encourage you to prioritize your sleep. I hope that you have found this helpful or inspiring in some way. I've kind of kept it short because, as I said, I don't want it to sort of be, you know, a, a list of things that you feel overwhelmed with. But I do hope that there's something from this that you can take away and think, you know, you might want to give it a try in your life if you haven't done so already. And, you know, if you would love to simplify your life, then I would really love to hear from you. What you can do is send me a DM on Instagram at Natalie Walton with the word simple to learn how I can help you. And I will be in contact and send you some resources your way so that I hope that you can feel more calm and have more energy in your daily life and more clarity as well. Well, until then, I look forward to connecting again with you the same time next week. Thank you for listening to Imprint. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded 
and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint.